Hi, this is Stuart Weems, and thanks for listening to the Investopoly podcast. My goal is to give you simple, easy-to-understand insights, strategies, and tips to help you master the game of building wealth. And in this episode, what I'd like to talk about is the difference between investing, speculation, and business. Quite often when I meet clients, they think they're investing, but really, in actual fact, uh, they're doing something more akin to speculation or business, or at least a, a, a mesh between investing and speculation or investing and business. I think it's really important to understand what is pure investing and uh, and what isn't pure investing, because if we're not investing, then we're, then we're not really necessarily getting rewarded for the risk that we're taking. So let's get into it. So what's the difference between investing, speculation and business? So in simple terms, pure investing in my mind is about trying to turn the risk reward equation on its head. And what you're trying to do is generate the greatest return for the absolute lowest risk. So let me put it in different terms. What you're trying to do is bet on a sure thing. That is, you want a really good return but you don't really want to take any risk. Normally, the risk-return equation suggests that we need to take higher risk in order to, to generate higher returns. Well, I think if you use an evidence-based investment strategy and in evidence-based asset selection, uh, you don't need to take such higher risk. Speculation, uh, conversely, is investing with very little, little evidence to support your investment views. So there's very little sort of track record. There's more uncertainty and so forth. So, you know, a speculative stock, for example, is a really good example. If we're going to buy a stock that's worth 10 cents, perhaps it's a mining company or something, I think they're going to find some stuff in the ground to pull out and, and generate a lot of money. But there's no proof yet. There's a lot of uncertainty. That's speculation. Business involves the generation of profit or value through the application of capital, intellectual property or personal exertion. So it's not really a passive uh, income stream or a passive way of building wealth. It's very much an active way. Uh, if it is passive, then it's probably not business. It's more akin to investing. So sometimes speculation in business dresses itself up as investing. So a good example of speculation, for example, when investing in property is trying to find the next growth suburb or the next growth corridor and invest in an area that in the past hasn't done so well, but because of these changes, you expect it's going to do better in the future. That's more akin to, well, that's a, a in between really investing in speculation. It's not pure investment. Similarly, if you're going to undertake a small property development, uh, build uh, three townhouses on a block and subdivide and sell those townhouses, well, that's kind of in between investing and, and a business. It's got some business element to it. So again, it's not pure investment. It's not about trying to achieve the highest return for the absolute lowest risk. Uh, so the difference really is or lies in the amount of evidence you have. And what I believe is that what we should do when we're investing is only invest when the evidence is absolutely overwhelming in our favour. So that is, let's compare two, I guess, property assets. And putting aside that they're fundamentally different for a second, let's compare an off-the-plan property, so a property that hasn't yet been built, compared to, uh, say, a Victorian single-fronted two-bedroom home that was probably built a 100 years ago. Uh, so with the off-the-plan property, we don't know what it's been bought and sold for. We don't really know what its market value is. We know what the developer wants to sell it for, but it hasn't been on the open market and it hasn't traded. 
Uh, it hasn't been built yet, so we don't really know how it's going to perform. We know we can see what, how the area is going to perform or how the area has performed. I mean, typically developments are on busy roads, so you know we need to account for that. But there's really no history or evidence. What we need to do is form a view in the area and the type of property and how it's going to be constructed and the floor plan and all these sorts of things and form a view as to its future growth. Whereas with the single-fronted Victorian two-bedroom house, we can it was built 100 years ago, right? So we can look over the last 40 years and see that it's been bought and sold many times and we can calculate what the implied capital growth rate is between each sale and purchase. And we can look, we've got 40 years or more typically of history of sales evidence to, to demonstrate, you know, that it's got the capacity to gen- generate either capital growth or maybe not, depending, but there's at least some evidence um, similarly, that's a property example, but of course we, we've talked about the share example, speculative stock versus, you know, CSL, which is a, a proven, um, a proven stock, for example. So what I believe strongly is to use evidence-based strategies, and that's exactly what we do at, at ProSolution. Uh, so when you adopt evidence-based strategies, it's really about trying to reduce the risk as much as possible. We don't invest based on opinions or views or gut feelings. We don't speculate with our clients' money. What we want to see is we want to see strong evidence that an investment strategy, asset class or individual asset has worked in the past. And importantly, secondly, we want to clearly understand the fundamental reasons that have driven that performance. We just don't want to adopt the performance and think, yep, we don't need to understand it. We absolutely need to understand why that performance has been so. And that's the benefit of using evidence-based investment strategies. Until next time, guys, see you later.